Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta, where if you think the pizza is good, try hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, and I mean nobody, does wings like NWP. Order now online for takeout, delivery, and you can finally pull up and dine in restaurant. Uh, winter is approaching, but their lovely indoor-outdoor setup. Pull up on Northwest Pizza and enjoy games, family atmosphere, and some of the best food the Rogue Valley has to offer. Today's episode of the Meet the Break podcast is powered by Uplifters. That's Uplifters with no vows, a strategy company focused on the economic advancement and wellness of black and brown communities all around the world, starting right here at home in the Bay Area. Tap in with founder Janelle Sion and all his original content in the brand new hit series and winning formula, executive produced by our very own Alexius Franklin. For all things Uplifters, follow on IG or visit Uplifters.com. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by the Reef Studios, a multimedia facility located right here in the heart of downtown Oakland, specializing in multi-tracking instruments, musicians, vocalists, podcasts, audiobooks, you name it, it can be done right here at the Reef Studios. Tap in now, follow the Reef Studios on IG and DM for all inquiries as spots are filling especially because hit albums like Nothing Lasts Forever, some of Grand Nationals, Twice on Sunday, with some of your favorite artists coming to the reef, and some of your favorite podcasts being recorded there, like this very, very hit show, Meet the Bray. Today's episode of the Meet the Bray podcast is powered by Let's Bubble Productions, multimedia digital storytelling company founded by none other than our very own Alexius Franklin of the Meet the Bray podcast. Lex and company got their feet in the game doing music videos, but the goal was always to scale and do long-form, short-form storytelling from film to hit series to documentaries around the world. For all of your digital storytelling needs, visit letsbubbleproductions.com today. As you all know, I recently moved to Texas, and though moving is a total pain in the ass, getting the opportunity to rethink designing the vibe of my new place is actually really exciting. Big green plants, my favorite vinyl albums on the wall, but nothing sets off a space like a really dope piece of artwork. Vibe setting life hack if you are vibing on a budget, (laughs) as I like to call it. Get one or two more expensive pieces that you really, really love. Then you hit up Home Goods or the Ross Home sections, vintage thrift shops to kind of fill in all the space around. You're welcome. But for getting those pieces you'll love, check out one of my favorite Bay Area artists, Dari B, the artist who currently has beautiful original prints on sale that you will absolutely enjoy. You may have possibly seen some of her commission artwork around the Bay Area, including spots like Cali Girls and Customs, Oakland High School, and Halftime. Check her out her Instagram at Dari the Artist. That's D-A-R-I-B-T-H-E-A-R-T-I-S-T. Or go directly to her website, www.dariabetheartist.com. She also is currently open for commission pieces. So check out her work and let her help you create your perfect vibe. And I am LG. Hello, hello. I uh, hope everyone is doing well. Um, I definitely want to uh, give you an update on myself. I'm doing great. Um, definitely in the season, in the festive mood. Not really, not really at all. I, don't, I ain't got a tree up. I ain't got nothing going on. So it's easier to clean up. So it's perfect. Uh, but, um, you know, for, you know, everyone that celebrated uh, Christmas, hopefully everything went well. Everyone was safe. It was crazy rain. So hopefully everybody's safe on that road. Uh, but Merry Christmas. Um, hope everybody got uh, whatever they 
could for their family members, especially the youngins. Uh, they should definitely still receive uh, something as far as celebration goes. For the adults, y'all need no gifts, man. Y'all need no gifts. Y'all need the more so just appreciate the love and uh, and appreciate those that are still breathing and uh, just spending time with your folks. So that's what that's what Christmas should be for y'all. Um, also. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, today is the first day. Moja. Um, this is principles to live by. Um, so definitely um, shout out to, you know, that that deal as well. Uh, for sure, these are um, we need unity, uh, especially now uh, within our community. But for everyone, you know, we need to unify uh, the world in its, in itself. So um, shout out to that as well. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'll get right into it. I'm going to be pretty quick uh, today, uh, but hopefully I look forward to hearing what everybody else has. Uh, okay, so I've been going down this winding road. So I've been on this uh, really in a rabbit hole of like musicians and stuff like that. And uh, really just an appreciation of uh, those that have inspired me throughout the uh, years. And, you know, that folks that know me know that Wayne is at the top of my list. Uh, so I've gone through each one, like each one of the people that do inspire me, um, all their, their entire discography um, and just pulled, you know, tracks or whatever that, you know, put them all into a playlist and all that. Uh, but I went through 50s. And we got to get back to the discussion on where 50 sits um, as far as like in the in the rap game or just in the culture overall. Uh, what Get Rich or Die Trying really meant uh, to us as in, in the masses, like what he pulled up and, and did with that, you know, just I mean, it's discography overall, uh, but for sure. Uh, how massive and uh, direct uh, that one, like how, how he entered the game was, man, worlds, I, I can't even put it, in, put it in words, just how crazy that situation was. Um, but going back and listening to it now, you know, years later, um, I have, a, I've, I've had an appreciation for Fifth uh, for a minute because uh, we tend to have a very similar mindset when it comes to uh, just how to operate with people um, and how to op- and how to operate and um, move through uh, like business and um, what we're trying to get done. Um, you know, it's an understanding uh, that you know feelings are secondary in this. You know, no one no one gives a damn about your feelings. Um, so. Uh, truth be told, uh, the way to operate really is, and this is a quote from a man's, I don't like a nigga. I don't pretend to. That's that's the really spit out, you know, like if I don't if I don't like you, I'm not out here pretending to do so. You know what I'm saying? Like I would rather you feel that energy initially or even like, you know, just feel like the indifference to you. Um, as opposed to like all the buddy buddy uh, stuff that tends to happen, especially when you're um, when you're uh, you're socializing and doing these um, uh, networking and stuff like that. Like I get it, you know, everybody has some 
line of work that they're doing that can match up with yours to push something else forward and then create this other amazing thing that's coming down the turnpike in order to push the culture forward and blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. Everybody has something. I understand. But um, I'm not in order to in order to gain what it is that you're looking for. I don't possess the gene to fake it until uh, until I get what it is that I want. Uh, others, I mean, others have a great ability doing that. I am head honcho. I am where everything starts and starts and ends. So it is no, uh, it is no like attaching to anything else or anyone else in order to get whatever goals that I'm looking to achieve. That's not how I move. Like, um, I'm not, I would say I'm trying to get better at that, but I've completely given up on the fact that this this is just who I am. So, uh, truth be told, it's not it's not so much that it's a hostility or that you know I have any beef with anybody or that you know I I can't um, get along with people. You know, that's not the case. It's really just that. Um, I need to have, I need to see something in you in order to, um, attach myself to you. Um, I was having this conversation and this is something that I have coming up actually. Uh, so I might want to save it a little bit, but I don't vouch for everyone. I don't stand next to everyone. I don't act as if I'm buddy, buddy with everyone, uh, because I don't know what folks have that they do behind the scenes that I don't see, you know what I mean? And like, um, but I do have a great gut and, um, an understanding of just human beings overall. So, uh, I can see somebody that is posing, fronting, um, not about what it is they talking about, just trying to attach to in order to get a gain of some sort. Um, I see all that. And um, kudos to those that can that have some of that ability as well, and they'll still attach themselves to it in order to get what it is they need to get out of it. Like kudos to you, you know. But that's not how I'm how I'm building my situation. So uh, I just wanted to kind of clear that air um, because I know I have a certain type of energy, and like if you feel it from me, then just you know. It is what it is, you know. It ain't no problems. Um, you know, I'm in my thirties now, so it ain't gonna be no fisticuffs. Like I'm not, I'm not so interested in beefing in that type of sort. I'm more so interested in putting people's, putting people to the fire and seeing just what they're made of. That's what I'm more so interested in. Cause best believe, you ain't made of what I'm made out of. So. Uh, that's across the board. So, you know, I, I tend to put everybody through that. So, you know, if you're on that list and you felt something from me, then hey, it is what it is. You know, there's more people in the world. So you just, you just look, just look elsewhere. Uh, also wanted to talk about this COVID deal real quick, uh, with this new variant, you know, we have a new variant every month or whatever. So, that's nothing new. We're, this is kind of the lifestyle that we're living now. So we should be um, pretty 
in tune with what the game plan is here. Uh, but we have a new strand, a uh, new variant, and it's affecting travel. You know, I think it's not so much. Uh, I mean, in the U.S., you can kind of get like a little inkling that there's something going on out there. But if you're traveling, then you really understand that folks are closing these borders. Flights are getting canceled. Uh, other countries are saying, hell nah, you can't you can't come. Uh, and uh, peace be to you, you know. So but with that being said, I do want to. Uh, I do want to see the numbers. I want to see the stats. I want to see the breakdowns and the demographic sheet that I would like to pull uh, if we're looking at reports uh, for the country. Or really, actually, let's just say for the world. Fuck it. It's the, no, let's do it for countries. Let's do it for country. I don't know how the other people go by this. Uh, have like this little intricate piece to it. But um, I want to pull the sheet uh, by sign. So by um, astrological sign, that's why I want. That's what I would like to pull. Um, I would like to see by sign who carries the most COVID cases. Like who has the who's had to sit down the most with COVID. Because best believe I would like to see, or I like to, I could I could vouch for Capricorns out there. Because I'm pretty sure if you look at the numbers or if you know a Capricorn, you don't know a Capricorn that's actually received or has has had has gotten COVID yet. Just look across the board. Let me know. You can you can let us know in the comments or let one of us know whatever. Um, if you if you do know someone, if you do know a Capricorn that has had COVID uh, so that we can start doing this tally, this little number tally. But. I'm pretty sure that there isn't one that's caught any form of the variant, of any variants, anywhere near it. And that's because it's pure energy. Folks have already been doing eight feet, not six feet. You could talk to me from across the room. Don't talk to me in my face. Don't touch me. I can hear you from over here. That's across the board. I'm I, I'm going to and from locations that I need to get to, and that's just for essentials to live, breathe, eat, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's that's really what you get into. Don't do large large bodies of people, large, like large groups of people. Don't do that. Um, don't be around folks that you don't know. These are all like, these are written into the DNA of folks that were born in January. Some of those December Capricorns, maybe, I don't know, because they still got a little Sag. Maybe some, maybe a little bit after, you know, the uh, the 20th of January. Who knows? Because that's got, you know, a little bit of Aquarius in you. But that heart of January, I don't know, man. I'm trying to tell you. I, 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 that, that's just that's just what I see, you know. That could be wrong, but I don't think so. I'm, I'm usually pretty right with these things. Um, I got a few more things. I'm gonna get the hell up out of here. But this is an interesting story, and I'm glad that it happened. Uh, for one, because my sister gets to be free. You know, what I'm saying I'm happy to see that Megan Good stuck to her guns and morals and code of ethics, and 
became free, you know, um, because she attached herself to a church guy, you know, and we got to be real at the, we have, we got to talk. We got to really talk real at some point. Like we have to really be true to all of ourselves and stop acting like this isn't a thing. I. How do I want to approach this? There isn't just the the common denominator predators in the church. So the ones that you will be very um, in tune or know uh, or what has been, you know, considered wrong to the, to date has been. Um, of course, you know, pedophiles, um, you know, anything, anything to do with children, uh, young, 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 young women, young men or young adults or whatever, not even young adults, actually, they're still, they're still children. So yeah, any of those things, we definitely, that's something that we paid attention to in the past and have made sure to to put a stamp on and make sure that they are excommunicated from society. I wouldn't say that this group that I'm talking about needs to be excommunicated from society. I just want to shine a light on them. That's all. And a predator that I'm talking about is the God-fearing male. Oh, didn't know I was going there. You didn't know I was going that direction, did you? The God-fearing male. Because you have been taught, women, to get you a God-fearing man. And by by any means, you know what I'm saying? And without without understanding what has come with or what has seeped into that group in order to take advantage of the the rules that are set in play. You got it. This is very similar to if you were to go on a date, right, women? And you sit down, uh, it's your first date, and you have this list of requirements that you're looking for in a man. Um, and you just start listing everything that it is that you're looking for in a man to the person that you're sitting across from. Oh, you know how simple it is? You just gave the playbook. You just gave the rule book. You just gave everything that there is to get what it is that they want out of you. Simple. You just told us everything. So what it is is that you just copy and paste that information um, and utilize it and get what it is that you want and then show your true self and have you you have an issue and want and the situation to be over with you know what i mean and then you're like all oh, this time that you wasted uh this person was somebody else when you first met them and then now they're a completely different and changed mm, no nah, not really um it was just that you said you t- you said exactly what it is that you were looking for and uh they did it and that's on you you know you got to suck that up and you know Keep, keep some of this information close to the chest. Uh, don't tell them everything that it is that you're looking for. 
see if they have what it is that you're looking for and then go from there. Uh, the reason why I said all that is because what can what can seep into the church is that there's a rule book, rule book already in play. Usually you're headed there because of some turmoil. Uh, you could have grown up, you could have grown up in this, but some turmoil may have happened. Uh, had a you know turn turn turning a cheek. Maybe had to you know switch up some things uh, because if you'd have stayed on a certain path, then uh, you would have more than likely um, no longer be here or be in a worse off situation. So this is where you had to. That's not just the case I'm talking about. I'm just putting. I'm just grouping everybody into this one, but. When you get in there and you have the rule book in play, you follow that to a T and then you you have the your surrounding group make sure that they keep the woman in line. So they create these rules and for the for the women in order for th- for them to follow them, and you have backup for what it is that you're trying to get from them. You're trying to hold them tight, make sure that they do not veer off course, and in exchange, you get. A God fearing man. You get something that you can talk about on Facebook. You could post. You could you could post some pictures. Um, you can look as if you're in a beautiful situation. Um, you know, but unfortunately, what's happening behind the scenes is there's a system of control in play. There is a need to keep you from maximizing what it is your potential is. Uh, and that's based out of fear. Uh, that's based out if you're on both on both sides, but based out of fear uh, is based out of um, lack of control somewhere or being coddled at some point. So you have so the feelings are are, um, you know, a little, a little soft. Um, so you don't want to see a woman be their full full self. You know, you don't want to see them maximize who they are. Uh, you 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 want to make sure that you temper all of that, keep it under wraps, and have it all to yourself when it is that it when you want it. Um, and and don't provide that don't provide that to anywhere else. And that's unfortunately the situation that Megan ended up in. Um, and I'm glad that she's free, uh, because if you think about it, what work has she been doing? You know, she's been in an eight year marriage and in that eight years, how many jobs has she picked up when it comes to acting? You know, she, this is the prime of, I mean, you got, you got to remember for actors, actors, actresses and all that. You have a prime, uh, when you, you have a prime, like, look, basically, uh, for, like, the masses or whatever, for a, a massive draw. Uh, so she she tucked away eight years of mass appeal 
uh, career-wise in order to follow the game plan of a God-fearing man in the church. Only to get ridiculed left and right for wardrobe choices. You know, so that's that's really what I'm talking about is just like the... You have to be a little bit more cognizant of what is going on um, and how folks are hiding, how predators are hiding uh, behind some of these laid out rules. Um, I can talk on that further, but I'm going to leave it alone because I'm pretty sure I got a few few folks tight already, you know. But uh, if you want to if you would like to debate this, uh, I'm always open. Uh, A few things I'm out of here. As Sweetie goes bald. That's it. <laughs> uh, y'all are not about to get me out of here today. I have nothing else to say besides Sweetie goes bald. She looks good. She looks good. Um, but. I would like to think, I would like to, I would wonder, I would care to wonder um, how much of that has to do with natural, um, natural thought process and a restart. But I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay out of that when I just wanted to, you know, highlight. I know, I know that was a big topic. So uh, y'all talk about that. Uh, tonight is last night at Insecure. Shout out to Issa on this one. Uh, this season's been a little interesting, but uh, shout out to her for that, uh, for you know, completing this. You know, this I think has been a five year stint, I want to say. Uh, but you know, she's opened up a door to she's opened up multiple doors, uh, for black creatives, um, in the space, uh, to be able to get stories told, and she's only going to do more. You know, uh, so, you know, do, we'll look back on how monumental Insecure actually was. Uh, but it's a beautiful thing seeing it come to a close and see uh, the cast doing as well as they're doing. Um, and then, yeah, just see her doing uh, bigger, better things. So that's dope. All right, so shout out to them for that. And then lastly, uh, This Is Us. This Is Us is coming back on January 4th. This is their last season. I'm pretty sure they're about to break it up into like four or five parts in order to get squeeze every little bit of uh, feeling out of that one. But uh, that's been a great run, too. Uh, one of the better shows. Um, definitely something that's helped me a lot. Uh, the writing in that has helped me out a lot. Um, healing wise, um, communication wise. Um and then just like how to write things as well. Um, and so it's been a super dope like uh, journey uh, that that show has done. So shout out to them on that one. Uh, but that's it for me. You know, I told you it's going to be short. I just wanted to bring up some things. I don't want to go su- super deep into these because this is like a stream of consciousness. And um, I'll be freestyling the hell out of this uh, with incomplete thoughts because I kind of just... Uh, uh, came up with uh, some of those actually, so I haven't had a chance to really uh, deep dive into them just too, uh, too far just yet. 
but I did want to at least start those thoughts. Um, and that's what y'all helped me do. Uh, get those thoughts running. Uh, we can finish them at some point, though. But shout out to y'all uh, again. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Everybody be safe out here um, and love, love. Hello, y'all. This is B. I want to start by saying happy whatever it is that you celebrate during this time in December. Um, do or don't celebrate, I guess. I don't know. Um, and also more importantly, happy winter solstice. Um, I don't know if you celebrate that, but it's happening regardless, um, as we kind of enter into, uh, the darkest time of the year, uh, which I personally love because I, my, my brain and my body processes that as a time for, um, rest, reflection and, and creating. Uh, I'm a firm believer that all creation happens in the dark. Um, so yeah, it's just a time to kind of like <laughs> reflect and wind down a little bit. But also I think one of the things I love to do in the time of kind of rest is kind of play around with things that spark creativity, joy, and like playfulness in my life. So, um, yes, happy winter solstice. I hope you get to embark on those things. Um, I just really wanted to cover one thing this week. Um, I have been, as I said before, this being a time of reflection, um, I think that I've been really sitting with, um, kind of coming up with this idea around, um, just choosing certain words or things that I think in my, are kind of like poking at the back of my brain, uh, that I need to redefine for the betterment of myself. Um, and so I actually have been, um, really working out and debating what my definition is around loyalty. I think that word has been kind of flashing (laughs) a red light in the back of my head. Um, And as I've been breaking it down, I really think that the reason why it's important that I redefine that is that I think it plays a lot into people pleasing. Um, which as you've heard me on the show say a bunch of times, is something that I'm trying to like work out and do better and shift from. Um, but I'm realizing as I've been working out kind of my thoughts around loyalty is that a lot of times <laughs> my ideas around loyalty are really based or my beliefs around it are really based in making sure that someone else doesn't see you a certain type of way. Um, and not being loyal to something because I think it actually is important, valuable, or aligns with me. Um, and so I think that's really why I'm having to re-examine it and re and redissect it and kind of just look at things through the lens of like, how did I learn this? Where did I learn it from? <laughs> um, what was the first time I ever was really taught loyalty and what does that stem from? And then also just looking at how does it show up in all these different sectors of life? So like, what is loyalty look like with my family? What does loyalty look like in business or creative ventures or in friendships or romantic relationships? Like how does it show up in all these individual spaces? And almost, is there anything that's consistent and through throughout all of them? Um, and then honestly circling back and going, do I need to redefine this for whatever part of life I'm, I'm in, which the answer is absolutely yes. (laughs) Um, but I was, I was sitting with kind of like, where, where did I learn this idea of loyalty first? And it, it's definitely from family. Um, 
definitely being young and being taught like, hey, like when it comes to family, you know, like (laughs) family above everything and all of those things and you put your family first and if there's ever a time where it's, you know, anything versus your family, you choose your family, um, which is, you know, even if it's you versus your family, you choose the family, we're still taught that. Um, And so really looking at that and kind of working out what are my thoughts around it, one of them being not all family is my tribe. So this idea of having and holding this starch belief around loyalty and family actually needs to be massaged out a little bit (laughs) because if I don't process all of my family as my tribe, then I don't need to honker in on that belief in the way that I have. Um, Also just understanding that, as I said before, if, if me choosing loyalty in a situation is really about being particular about how this person is going to receive me, then in reality, I'm trying to manipulate, which is, you know, kind of what we said before around people pleasing and really, I guess, understanding where it is that you need to, where, where in moments are you violating loyalty to yourself? Because that has to be first. And I think in those places that you realize you're violating loyalty to yourself is those moments where you think you're being loyal to something else outside of you. And in reality, you're just people pleasing. And I also was really considering this idea that you have to be able to make, to have discernment between um, making a conscious sacrifice for something that you think is valuable versus um, subconsciously like self-sabotaging and calling it sacrifice. So if you're going to ever make a choice that is at the detriment to yourself, I don't really classify that as a sacrifice. Um, If you are, if it's coming from a subconscious place of self-sabotage, I think you can make sacrifices very consciously. That means that you may not be fully getting everything that you want in that moment, but you understand and you have vision past that moment. So you see the value of that sacrifice. Um, so I think there is a difference between the two and it takes a lot of discernment and working through your stuff to kind of like understand the nuance and the subtlety between those two things. Um, and just even in creative spaces or, or work and understanding what, what does loyalty mean? Um, does that mean just kind of like rocking with anything and everything just because, you know, you're. (laughs) you're part of like a team. Like I think about this for my job all the time. Um, And just what my expectations are around my team that I run and just going like, you know, I don't expect people to have to um, subscribe to, to the job specifically. Like I think there are teams in my company where people think you should be so dialed into and and loyal to the company and loyal to the team so if you do anything that they feel is disloyal or you choose to leave at a difficult time of year for the company or any of that stuff it gets chalked up as some something in discredit to you (laughs) when in reality I go like I I always want to offer people the best that I could offer as far as like positions and spaces or whatever 
And if they look at <laughs> they look at my offer and know that they have something better for themselves, I cannot take that personally. <laughs> like I cannot I cannot judge that. I can't do anything with that. And so sometimes I think we can create these narratives about people not being loyal or switching up and doing all these things when it comes to business. But also I just, I kind of sit back and go, well, what was your offer? What did you offer them in that moment? And I don't even mean that monetarily. I just mean even to be um, working with you. Like what, what kind of life would that be able to give them? What kind of work-life balance would that, would that suffice? What, what is off the, the payment? Are you, are you, um, what is it called? Like, I don't like when my mom, I don't feel like I'm being challenged. That's what it is. Are you challenging them in the way that, that you would like to be, they would like to be challenged? Do you have great communication skills? Like, will they be able to find that better somewhere else? Like there are all these things that really play into why somebody would choose to be on your team and, um, or choose to not be on your team and go in a different direction and things of that nature. And so just kind of like revisiting loyalty. In my, and what, what is it serving? And if I kind of need to just readjust my thought process around that. Um, and I think in, in friendships and relationships, I always have to go, does, does staying loyal to this relationship again? I mean, platonic through, through the spectrum, does staying loyal to this relationship detach me from evolution? Like, can I, can I stay loyal to this relationship and still evolve? And if the answer is no, then, I mean, <laughs> the, what, what is your loyalty there for? Um, and I, I don't know, I, I sometimes feel like <laughs> uh, a lot of my thoughts sound very like anti <laughs> and it's in, I don't, it, I don't think that I'm being anti. I just think that I think I, I just really promote us um, making really good choices around who we keep around us. And what relationships we choose to engage in and give energy to. Um, and not feeling like, especially as women, that we have to be at a constant sacrifice to be in relationship with people around us. Um, and I think of that like when you're a mother, it's just constant giving. It's, it's if you're a friend, it's showing up for all your friends. If you're, you know, um, a partner to somebody is showing up for your partner and not to say that men don't do these things. I just only speak from my experience as a woman. <laughs> so I could just say to what it is, the things that we think about in process, but, um, yeah. So I encourage y'all <laughs> to, um, just kind of as this year's closing down and then it's a time to think about and reflect, like, Choose something that you feel like has been a theme and really consider like the unpacking of it and um, processing like how, I guess, taking the inventory of something and go, do I still want to keep this how it is or do I want to change it? Because it's our life and we get to interact with these things how we want to. It's just a matter of becoming conscious of it.
family what up shout out to our, our our growing youtube viewership our youtube subscribers thought about so many ways to do this right um so many things to say and i, I kind of want to start there and say thank you to our growing youtube viewership our subscribers um salute to y'all for making it lit making it worthwhile uh simple cast cast box uh our spotify listenership our apple podcast listenership anybody that's that's doing you know making these grand gestures of tuning in every week i've been in i've been in multiple rooms over the last six months and have either met folks or had people tell me that we're one of our favorite podcasts or we're their favorite podcast or we're their second favorite podcast Shout out kaja um and all the amazing things that she is doing such a such an honor and it's really dope to start there and say salute to my brother alexius uh lex brother thank you um for everything as a reflect back on a year uh you're right there for a lot of a lot of the highlights for me individually and then collectively like the way you've just constantly showed up to support and execute and deliver on visions thank you uh b you already know what it is thank you um you know for just being being a being a the true homie yeah, and seeing the vision, getting it, plugging in and, and offering your expertise, your knowledge, your creativity, your hunger, your thoughts, uh, your concepts, you, uh, you're, you're a superstar. Um, and I'm just grateful to, to share a platform with you. Uh, and then, and then what can I say about LG? Uh, the constant leadership and not that, you know, not that Brez out there seeking it and the rah rah. He's just just constantly doing the work, and I can I can say it's just 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 an honor to 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 share this space with you as a as a thinker, as a contributor, as a creative, um, and and to and to serve our immediate family the way we are with conversation, with open healing, um, and just a constant learning. It's, it's it's been a blast. It's been remarkable. It's been one hell of a year. Uh, salute to my Grand National family, uh, Danielle, Alan, Deezus, y'all know her as the, the the amazing Deezus. Love you, D. Thank you for just being being there, showing up the way that you do. Uh, Brookfield Deuce, my brother, you already know what time it is. Kevin Allen, you know what it is. Janell, you know what it is. Uh, salute the salute the whole gang. Um, we we did a we did a company retreat. Um, just to just just want to you. you any any of the success books and autobiographies and memoirs and all the shit just and I don't want to speak for the rest of the crew in terms of what their incentive was for for going and and participating and what have you I know for me anybody I read about I just finished the Will Smith book for crying out loud and he talked about retreat to himself 14 days no phone no no social media no no tv no not just just him some books, some food and shit, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and an opportunity to audit yourselves. And granted, ours wasn't that extreme. It wasn't no fucking 14 days or what have you. It was, it was two days, but the, you got the drive out there and so forth. And then you're going to Joshua tree. Uh, and, uh, you know, we got a, had an itinerary. We had plans, but part of the lesson is agility, is agility. Um, and then while there was a collective mission and a collective focus uh, of growth and understanding and 
and in and, and scaling really as as a company. Um, there are also individual. I, at least I think there are individual opportunities of of clarity, and perhaps that felt heightened for me given everything that had happened in the last few weeks. Um, those that didn't listen last week had an unfortunate incident, um, and my shit got bipped. This is bipping. It's been fuck bipping season has lasted all year. And for those that doesn't that don't know what bipping is, I realized that last week too. Um, I had friends call me about some whole other shit and completely skipped over the bipping part. And I was like, I was was equally impressed and like slightly not offended, but just like, nigga, I don't want to talk about nothing else other than, you know, (laughs) Uh, bipping is breaking and entering and uh, having your shit stolen. Right. And so, yeah, last week or two weeks ago that happened. I talked about it on the show last week Um, and there is this attempt to, I don't want to wallow in the sadness. And I think the people that love me the most have had the reactions, you know, the normal reactions to it. Uh, my fa- my favorite example is Poe because Poe's reaction was in con- in context was he was the first person outside of the, the immediate folks that were either there or team to know about it. Right. So I didn't immediately call my mom and my dad, I didn't do, I didn't do none of that shit. So the crew knew and team knew because I brought the Jeep home, all the shit, you know, all the shit. And, um, but in trying to explain the team and everybody else, what losing the hard drives were, was just one of the more frustrating things. And it was almost be like being reduced to being a child. Um, cause I, IP and the equity, um, it's hard to really quantify it, especially, um, especially when you're not able to attribute any fame or status to it. It's just I'm a, I'm a working class creative. Like I go to work just like the next person. I go to the studio. I usually try to get there like eight thirty nine, and try to stay to around two two thirty. If no one else is booked, if no one else is booked, I'll stay in that motherfucker all day. You can ask anyone; they know where to find me. I'm not I'm not hard to find. Um, so that has been the last three years of my life that we've had the studio and prior to having the studio um, was working out of several other studios just day to day, just getting it, just getting it, just getting it. And the, the investment into the studio was just so it could be like an office. It could it could be my, my, my gig. And, and in doing that, I was blessed to do work on so many projects, um, you name it. And, and I, I've had the time of my life and 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 really really am blessed and and grateful to have arrived there and so you can honestly say the last five years um let's just say mm, the last five six years of my creative life in one space um the different this the songs and it's funny because the songs in particular my songs are kind of at the lowest at the lowest um, part of the value structure and how I've calculated the loss of all the IP on there um, at the top would be uh, the stuff that I've produced for folks, the unreleased stuff. So Jizzle McFly, uh, Lauren Adams, Jane Hancock, uh, 
Brookfield Deuce, um, Tempe's Tone, Big Spence. There's a few uh, Jay Ant. Uh, there's a few folks on there that I that you know. I, this whole producer thing has been fun too because it's been something that I I you know I definitely thought that I wanted to do but just had assumed I was so far from it. And the more you learn about composition and, and, sh- and song structure and producing versus beat making, all these different things, it just, damn, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Uh, so those, the, the songs that I produce for other folks are at the top of the list. Um, luckily, uh, the Grand National Masters and Kev's Masters were backed up. We were just thinking on our toes for whatever, you know, so those are safe. Um, then there's all the video content um, of the last five years, my, my keloid surgeries, uh, studio sessions, my sessions with bugs, some of my friends that aren't here anymore, um, stuff like that. Uh, and then I've been I've been digging. We went to Europe. Europe flow flow in the battle Fcast took me to Europe in 2016 I think that was so I've been digging every year so a lot of the recorded samples and stuff are on there as well too so if you're looking at it in terms of value structure that's probably it's probably how that breaks down and then my unreleased songs that I was working on um, while they hold value there's a part of me that goes I I don't know how much how many of those I would have gone back to anyway um just because I'm enjoying kind of the the space and the new acquired tools and the new acquired ability to kind of say exactly how you're feeling. And then also inside of that, we've been re- reverse engineering hits. So there's a whole different uh, relationship to it now. I hope that's not, I hope that, I hope that, I hope this doesn't feel like rambling. It's just I'm trying to offer a little bit of uh, insight to what's been going on, uh, the helplessness, the loneliness, um, not lonely in a, in a, um, not lonely in a literal sense, but I think that's what makes it the most uncomfortable is that there have been a whole bunch of people around, but the ones who seem to either get it or are far. Uh, shout out to B-Walk, shout out to Poe, uh, Morgan, um, Kev. Um, it's probably, <laughs> it's fucked up, but that's probably it in terms of like just feeling okay with confiding in them without it being spun to something else and and it's like I don't the 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 laptops and all the other shit the window none of, nothing else held any value to me like literally nothing else um and and so all of that uh, it's the it's the holidays and then it's like hey let's go let's go on this company retreat to audit um the last 24 months of Grand National and let's go do that remotely let's just go take some time away away from the city away from the noise away from the responsibilities away from everybody else's needs and kind of just zero in on what we've accomplished and so <laughs> shout out to the crew but I was taking notes to because pro- we were we were thinking about it in so many different ways I was I was extracting stuff from myself and one of the things that that hit the heaviest was in an attempt to just audit the last we really were just going to audit the last 12 months. But because of because of how GN started, when GN started, we were able to audit closer to the last two years, really. And 
in doing that, realized how much of it had felt like almost three years, right? And how fast everything was. And what it really, what it really, really put in perspective is how invaluable being able to break away from everything and make sense of it and try to assess how do you assess value right um we as a collective society everybody has an opinion everybody can can kind of mask and and present themselves as experts and it seems that for me at least it seems that only one thing is suffering in that in that context in that are the that is the the facts and so and as and as a byproduct of the facts suffering um actual value seems to be being impacted and and not that value can actually be impacted but the 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 op- the optics of value right um and so what happens in a space of just like amateurism um the amateurs sort of are pretending and serving as gatekeepers and thereby decreasing um and devaluing the 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 ind- the industries or the these spaces that could potentially unlock when you look at something as simple as a retreat uh, uh we laughed we laughed when we got there because I found myself having to explain what a retreat was. Um, multiple times. And it took everything. And, and, what, and, and I didn't realize it until we got there and, and I was taking it personal. Um, and how that correlated to my stuff being stolen was just, again, this, 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 this helpless feeling of loneliness because it's like oh damn this is a reminder of feeling unseen for your effort like i like i get i get up and go to work every day like the next person it's 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 so it just so happens to be for myself i don't happen to have a boss i can smoke as much weed as i want to um and if i don't want to go that day i don't have to but I, i make myself do it i make myself edit the pod i make myself stay up late or i make myself turn in a deck, a pitch deck for a presentation the next day. I make my I force myself to do it. I don't have anyone to answer to. Um and so as a communicating that to family, significant others, friends or what have you, and they're like, oh man, and 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 then when something like that happens and everybody kind of goes, well you can just like insurance, you can just get it all back and it's like, nah fam, there is no insurance for IP. Um and then, well, why does Grand National need a retreat? What do you need to go audit? What do you need to go, like, and I was like, damn, I realized how much, how much meaning I was assigning to people's questions. Like, they're, 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 they're just natural curiosity about what, like, wait, what are y'all doing? What exactly is retreat? And Kevin and I are sitting out smoking the first morning, and <laughs> we just start kind of riffing and laughing about the concept of the word retreat being 
deemed something negative where we come from. Um, retreat, surrender, even even surrender itself being deemed or having negative connotation attached to it. And it's this, this whole um, concept of assigning meaning to things and what that can do and what that can open up for you in the, in the interim. Um, and just... And just taking a minute to go, oh, shit, how how fortunate, how fortunate, how very, very fortunate we are to have this information, A, but then B, to be surrounded by folks who are the very least like-minded and and take a shot, take a chance. Then go a step further. The next day, we actually go into the National Park, actually going to Joshua Tree. Um, and now my phone is bugging like completely tripping I, I got the Death Star the Apple Death Star um on my 12 maybe at the beginning of 2021 and it was just it was just more of an inconvenience than anything like nothing you know you take it in they tell you ain't shit they could do about it here's a new phone um they didn't have one on hand so they had to ship me the shit oh or whatever inconvenience for a day no big deal because iCloud you can get it all back now, fast forward to the end of the year, the exact same thing is happening, uh, but it's coming on the tail end of losing everything that I have. And the funny part, the hilarious part is to be when it happened at the beginning of the year, shit kind of didn't matter because I had my laptop and my iPad. So it really didn't fucking matter. Um, now I have nothing <laughs> and I'm in one of the most beautiful places in the world and no one's going to know it because... I don't have anything to, to, to sort of solidify it. I can't, I can't put it on my story. I can't, you know what I'm saying? And I could feel myself internally having a meltdown, but I'm in a car with my crew. And uh, it wasn't, again, it wasn't about the phone. It was just, again, you can assign meaning to fucking anything. And I was, at the time, I was assigning the meaning of now the phone cracking is just like everything falling apart. Like I'm losing everything, the ability to communicate, what have you. And we get out of the car once we're, we're we drove like 20 minutes inside of Joshua Tree. Um, so like the, the halfway before you can go out that other side or one of the other sides. Um, and you like, I, I, the guy would get out the car and stand in front of literally right directly in front of me not quite at skull uh skull rock or whatever it's called but like pretty close and um looking at some of the most beautiful like nature made crevices and curves and all this shit and it's like yo what is the meaning of all of this and i for the for the first time in almost like five six years i ain't have nothing on me y'all i didn't have a thing on me like lighter than I lighter than I've ever been. Not an extra bag to worry about, not an extra gadget, like none of that shit. And it's probably it's probably uh one of the more liberating experiences ever. Um, especially once I was able to just lean into it and just completely go. This is this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing at this very moment. And I don't know, I don't know how long that'll last, I don't know how long it's supposed to last, but I do know that in the midst of it, I, I did hear, I, I did hear and feel God loud and clear 
of what I'm exactly what I'm supposed to be doing at this moment. And that is not lugging any extra shit around at all. Um, in terms of reassembling my weapon, uh, that's another conversation, another story, but that does not include a lot of extra shit and assuming a lot of folks, uh, amateur, um, approach to art. I am a creator. I am a professional lifer of a creator. It won't stop. It won't ever stop. There will be nothing that can deter what I'm supposed to build, create, and contribute. And I felt that. I experienced that. Uh, the podcast last week, editing it and getting it done was a task. This week's will be a task and a half. And as I sat down to do my installment of this episode, um, I looked at the tools, <laughs> I looked at the things that I had in front of me to complete said task, and I just said, thank you. And I realized that was the type of gratitude I've been working on for almost a decade now, is that in the midst of whatever the fuck, you can send yourself, slow the fuck down, breathe, and say thank you. For another opportunity to just be great and figure this shit out and look the devil in his face and go, my nigga, you can't break me. How about that? Um, yeah. So to y'all, fuck out of here. This is about this is about our listenership. This is about our community. This is about my people. Um, thank thank y'all for tapping in the way that you do, uh, indulging and 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 championing uh our effort and and for those that are finding their voices and their creative in their creative uh journeys in the midst of this this is what it's for finding your voice um finding your lane finding the thing that moves you finding your finding your purpose if you will if, it, if it's that deep for you um just unlocking new portals and not being afraid to run through them I've met some really, really amazing creatives along the way and I just so happen to be in line with an incredible crew in the midst of all the shit, too. So with that, it's been another episode of Meet the Brave Podcast. We will see y'all next week.